2: This Haberman and Middlecoff segment is brought to you by ease EAZE.com. Use the promo code HAM, get 20 bucks off your first order, and deliveries always free on orders over $50. And by Upstart, Upstart.com slash ham, the revolutionary lending platform that offers smarter interest rates to help you pay off your high interest credit card debt. See why Upstart is number one in their category with over 300 businesses on Trustpilot at Upstart.com slash ham. Uh, now, I, you could argue they were tied. So it's different when you're tied than down one. I don't care. You take that shot, the shot that Dame Lillard took to beat the Thunder to knock him out of the playoff. The stat you told me was amazing about series winning shots. How many have there been?
0: I think there's been six series winning shots okay. in NBA history. So not a game winner, but one to end a series. Michael has two of them. He's the only one with two. I forget the other names. It might have been like a Jerry West, someone old. Maybe like a Magic. Dame also has two. Two. To end a series. Like that's obviously to end the NBA finals or the probably the conference finals would be the best. But just ending any other series, like the first or second round, that's pretty fucking incredible. Especially, Guy, when you're the underdog. When I first checked, when uh, our friends at my bookie, when the playoffs got the, – the matchups got set – you could get Portland at almost two to one. Like they they weren't just an underdog. They were a heavy underdog. And we talk all the time like during March Madness. You can't – like sometimes a 12 versus a 5, remember forever in our life. It was like, oh, there's always a 12-5 upset. A couple times this year, I think it was like 12-5 was like a one-point favorite. Like that's not a big – you know, sometimes like the 8-9, nine, the 9 was like a seven-point favorite. The number in front of your name just because the Portland Trailblazers were the three right. seed – the Thunder were the heavy favorite. Guy, they're paying two players three hundred forty million dollars. Paul makes one forty. Russ makes two hundred. I'm watching last night, thinking, love Dame, and CJ's really good. But when you have Russ and Paul on your team, and you're paying them that type of money, you can't. You, you just under no circumstances can you lose in five, guy, as, as the favorite. Now you can lose, but lose in five. Like, think about that. That to me is the craziest part of the whole. thing. They lost in
2: five. That dom- I means you got do- you didn't have a chance. You got dominated.
0: Like I, I love this. It took a fifty burger from Willard. You had to beat him in game five. As Dame said, we won four games. They won one. So I don't give a fuck what the circumstances was. They won
2: four games. My my thing would be like, yeah, he put fifty on him. Like I don't, you don't get discredited for scoring fifty. Like oh, you really no. had to have a great game. Yeah, he put fifty on him.
0: I, I, I watched the whole thing, uh, mainly – I mean it was – did I hate watch Russ? <laughs> I want to see him get knocked out. Was I rooting on my couch? Yes. But it was as good – like if I just take my emotion for rooting for Russ to get knocked out, just from an entertainment standpoint, watching it. like I, Nick Wright had a good point. I heard him today. Uh, Shaq, Steph, KD – like the amount of elite players in NBA history that have never scored 50 points in a playoff game, mm. I think because we see it so often now, guys score 50 in the regular season. That we, yeah, Kevin he scored no, he's never scored 50 in a playoff game. Like that's pretty historic. And to do a guy that I, I, it was a it was an all time legacy shifting series. Like we do a lot of hyperbole and takes now. Like, that, that, ain't a te- that ain't hyperbole. Like, that well, was a legacy shifter.
2: I agree with you. It, to me, it felt like when Steph crossed over Chris Paul and dropped him and Chris fell. And I remember, like, being on the radio the next day, you and me on terrestrial radio. And, like, War- it, Warriors fans were just loving it. But as it turned out, looking back, that also – it was somewhat symbolic. Maybe the timeline doesn't exactly line up with Steph no. being better than him. But it was symbolic because he was, I think, considered better than Steph – Around that time, right? And it was part of the time frame when Steph shifted to becoming what what he soon became.
0: And I actually think Chris, since then, definitely since he went to Houston, his legacy has kind of changed back positively. Like, he's clearly – real, like, he's better than Russ, you know? I agree with what you're saying. Yeah,
2: but you know what was similar, John? Is part of that was that they – the Clippers kind of felt like they had Steph's number. Like, they knew how to defend him. They'd hit him with that high trap. And yeah. they'd kind of talk shit to him like he was a kid, like they treated him a certain way. Chris, Chris would do,
0: Chris would dominate him yeah. physically,
2: and they deserve they had the right to do it. But kind of the same deal like with Russ, like that he he was chirping yesterday, like dude, you like you guys are down three games to one.
0: <laughs> well, I, my my takeaway on the Trailblazers, I judge you by how the Warriors they carry themselves around you, and the one team I'd say Kyrie. Even more than LeBron, like I don't think they like LeBron. Though I think they all know LeBron. Like they would never say LeBron sucks. They just don't like him personally. But I mean Kevin does. But Steph and Clay, and, and even Draymond as a competitor, he kind of fucked him the one year. But they, him and Kyrie, they, they they never took personal shots at. They've always felt of everyone in the NBA that they respected those two guys. Now granted, CJ and Dame have had some like just historic nights against them. I remember CJ one game scored like thirty and a quarter. Dame's had a couple 50-point night nights against them. They've had some unreal playoff series, even though they've been like four-game sweeps. I'm just like, God, Dame and CJ are just going blow for blow with these guys. I just think they respect them. They would never talk shit to those guys because they know they're like a, a worthy foe. So for Russ, whose legacy was kind of like, bro, you got to get out of the first round here to start chirping at these guys and then have Dame double down and just kind of break you. I... I don't know, man. I, I don't ever quite remember seeing a guy – like last night felt to me like maturity versus immaturity. Now, Dame's just a better player. He can shoot. Russ can't. But it was like the way Dame carries himself, the way he talks. Marcus had a great tweet last night. He's like, this dude ain't saying shit. You just, he's got this look in his eye. He's out for blood. Like Dame was not reacting to anything. He wasn't chirping. He he came out – it was an execution guy. It was a fucking execution, even before the shot.
2: Do you know the Thunder? If you uh, were you locked into the game? Uh, no, John.
0: Well, they were up fifteen. I was. Points. I saw.
2: I got a text that said zero. All it said was zero, and I'm like, oh, what did Russell do? Well, and then I checked the Twitter, and it wasn't Russell.
0: They they were up maybe not fifteen. It Jersey was 13, thirteen points, I think, with six and a half minutes left. The Thunder. It was like God. They're. I mean, they're gonna lose. Mm. And then Russ. He just kind of goes Tasmanian devil. Like, bro, you're trying to get these layups. He's missing these layups. He's hauling ass. The shot clock doesn't play. Paul's heating up. He's not giving Paul the ball. Dame hits a bunch of threes. CJ hits some shots. It was incredible. And Slash, they kind of fell apart.
2: You know, so I I, I have a couple more thoughts on this. One is... Like, we have this conversation around baseball. This conversation happens around baseball a lot right now. Like, are bat flips okay? Like, let, you know, the whole, like, the ad campaign. Let the kids play. Like, what's wrong with having fun? And I agree with most of that stuff. Like, logically, let people bat flip. You shouldn't hit a guy in the ear hole for bat flipping, whatever. But I think one thing, Dame, because I was thinking about bat flips the other day. Like, yeah, it's fine. It's cool. It's fun. Go. If that's your thing, go do it. But at the end of the day, I'll still always just, I will always respect the guy that, quote-unquote, does it the right way. I know we mock, do it the right way. But at the end of the day, Dame Dame Lillard does the whole thing the right way. Like, he just acts like a pro, and he is a baller. And I still, as much as never I—
0: co- Never complained about not having enough help.
2: As long as—even I as, even though I logically am cool with bat flips and talking a little trash like, all that stuff is fine. I don't fight it. I'm good with it. It's good for the sport.
0: Did you have a problem with Tim Anderson a little—
2: no, actually, I I didn't. Did okay. you hear what Tim Anderson said?
0: Uh, to the other guy?
2: No. So after the fact, Tim Anderson got asked about it, and he was like, "Um, you know, I kind of like to model myself after Russell Westbrook. He just plays his ass off every night. I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna play my ass off every night, <laughs> and I'm not changing for anybody. I like that. Yeah, I did too. So that one actually didn't. Again, like not all bat flips are created equal, but whatever. I I'm just saying. The guy that never bat flips isn't boring. Like, sometimes that's just somebody who plays the right way. And I still do think there's sometimes just a, a way to carry yourself. doesn't mean you could never bat but flip. But again, like... like Mickey he, Mantle he, bat flip. Like, whatever. Dame, Dame, w- Dame waved goodbye at him. I, l- I actually love that. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, I, it, there's not I mean, apples see, to apples. Did you
0: see CJ? Saw Dame waving goodbye. He put his hand up and started waving, too. The Dame staring <laughs> into the camera
2: in the mosh pit was incredible, wasn't it?
0: it guy, it was... It was as legendary of a performance. Again, I'm not trying to be hyperbole and live it in the moment. But when I heard the 50-point stat, like 50-point game winner from 35 feet, the way it's set up, over Paul George, who was a legitimate MVP player. And no one, I mean, I, Paul George got to be first-team all-defense. Like, it doesn't – that's fucking as good as it gets. Like, that's Dame, Russ – And Paul, and probably even if CJ's not a max guy, he's still like a $100 million player. That's like $500 million worth of player right there. Like, that's a star-studded first round of just those four guys, right?
2: You think Damian Lillard's underrated?
0: I think he—I think unequivocally it was unarguable that he was before this this game. I just think with a casual fan. Now, NBA people— I think Zach Lowe tweeted or maybe Simmons this morning. He was first team all NBA last year. He was a first team all NBA guard and more than likely he won't be first team this year, but every voter will admit he was the third guard. If it was Steph James, he would have been the third. They're just not three spots.
2: Let I me think rephrase it. it. Is he a big it, does his NBA stardom reflect accurately how good he is? Like is he a big enough star based on how good he is? No. I don't think so but, either. I'm beginning to wonder if he has a sneaky MVP in him. Um, I think it's unlikely, but...
0: Well, guy, he got first-team All-NBA last year, and they were the 3C. Like, it's hard for them to get much better than that. Like, that's pretty damn good. I I do think Russ benefited from... He played on a team that went to the finals when they were really young, and he had this super-famous player with him, so he kind of grew with them and became really famous. The Dame was always kind of the alpha. And even when he wasn't quote unquote the alpha, Lamarcus Aldridge is not a sexy player. So, like if you would have said it was Russell West or I mean it was Dame Lillard, and instead of and CJ's just like the super smart, unreal solid player. Like let's say Dame's alpha had been like Anthony Davis or something, or I mean like his other player, I think he'd probably be a little more famous. Uh but I think I think this year I
2: also think just playing in Portland.
0: Yeah, for sure. But that that game and that moment, again, I, i've been a I've been a Dame fan. I think way before it was popular. I just
2: always kind of liked them. I think, and I think in the Bay Area, like we've always had a steady diet of them, right? But I and I always just like the Bay Area kind of claims them. That's the best part about this. Well, I, well he,
0: I mean, he claims them. No, no, I he know. Even, but like, I mean, like
2: Warrior him. fans get to kind of talk about him, like he's like he's kind of on the Warriors. Like that part yeah, entertains
0: because me. I, I think, but it. it this area means a lot to him, For right? For
2: sure. Yeah, no doubt.
0: So it's just one of those. And I think it's it's just one of those areas. Like, if you're from Oakland, it travels with you. Like, that's probably even more than, like, people from San Francisco. Like, you can't name every famous guy from San Francisco. Okay, you just stop talking about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Like, does everyone know Tom Hanks is a Bay Area guy? Well, you probably did 30 years ago. But I don't think he talks about it every day like he once did. Damed is going to be talking about this, like, till he's, like, until he dies, right? Oh, he's going to bring up Oakland. I bet he... I, actually, he might raise his kids in Portland because he might just become an all-time legend there, right? I, he the, already is. So is here's, he the best player in the history of the franchise? Or is Clyde still?
2: Uh, I mean, Clyde is... I guess
0: Bill Walton, they won a championship back in the late 70s. Was it 78? I mean...
2: Back when... He, like, I don't... I think he could end up as the best player. He's
0: already, like, a top three or four player in their franchise history, and he's ascending.
2: Yeah, I mean, but Clyde's, you know, is he on his way to the Hall of Fame? You'd say probably. I'd say likely. Yes, yeah. Yeah, but. That might just be just that moment. I mean, it was Clyde and kind of, it was kind of like Clyde and Jordan for a minute there.
0: Yeah, but then Michael shut that up.
2: Yeah, for sure. No (laughs) doubt. I'm just saying, like, Clyde was pretty freaking good.
0: See, I think, I, I think, Michael kind of got broke him. Now again, Dame hasn't broken Steph, but I think if you're a Portland diehard and let's say you're like 50, so you've lived through it all. You go, the one thing that maybe Clyde didn't quite have, like Dame lives for it. Like if whoever the Michael equivalent is, Steph, he would beg to play him. Yeah. He loved playing Russ. He would sign up for it.
2: So the other thing I'll tell you about Damon is that I've done two college basketball games. I've called two college basketball games at the, uh, Well, not the Rose Garden anymore, whatever they call it now. And at the Blazers. TV Bank
0: or something? Or is that Boston? That's Boston. Yeah. I forget what they call this place. Um, How how was Collabro's call?
2: I love Collabro, man. Like, I will go. Dickinson always sends me, like, links. But if you go right now or after this podcast and just pull up Sean Kemp, like, just go pull up some Sean Kemp highlights. And it'll be mostly Collabro calling it. Collabro was the voice of the Sonics.
0: Could you pull up right now the TNT call and just play it? Uh,
2: for the I, yeah, I'd have to rewire something here, but I can – yeah, I can play it for you. Um, but I was going to say – It was sweet. So I've, I've called two games there, John. In both times I've been there in two different – well, actually, three games there. Twice I've seen it happen where a team will do shoot-around or they'll do their walk-through the day before, and several players will practice, will try the Dame-Lillard game winner that he hit against the Rockets. Because he's kind of coming, you know, if you're right-handed, he's running the wrong way around the top, and he gets to where that playoff logo was. So he's several feet behind the three-point line. You know the shot I'm talking about, right? The last game winner. The last series winner that he hit against Houston. Oh, the fadeaway to the left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The one that won the series. Like, I've seen multiple players on college basketball teams who were in high school when it happened practice like try that shot when they get a chance to because it's an nba floor like the blazers logo is there a lot of air balls yeah no i think i thought i'm (laughs) gonna make it but the point is like damien this when i go back to asking like is he underrated i do think the youth john i think i think those young fans are locked in on dame lillard like i think they know all about him yeah which is not a hot tip
0: i think he's pretty universally liked by just sports people. Like I saw Charles Woodson tweet last night. I don't know where he lives. He must live on the East coast. He's like, Dame's a badass, And then he's like, dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Just had to tweet that. Cause I might not be able to stay up. I'm like, well, Charles is eight o'clock. Maybe he doesn't live on the West coast. Uh, but I mean, I just saw a lot of NFL people tweeting about him. It just feels like he tweets at a lot of NFL people. He's kind of a motivational guy. It just feels like, I, I don't, does have you ever heard of anyone that doesn't like him?
2: No. <laughs> yeah. Right, I'll, I'll do it old school for you here. He's got 11. Tied at 115. Crowd rising to the feet. George will defend Lillard. Spread floor. Lillard with 47 tonight. Working it down to 2-1. To a deep 3.
0: Oh! What? Blazers win this series.
1: A walk-off three from Lillard.
0: <laughs> Damian Lillard from way downtown. <laughs>
2: Great who does that? he do? you know who he does that with? Uh, Lamar Heard is the guy's name. Yeah. He, he works for the Pac-12, doesn't he? Yeah, he played at Oregon State.
0: Because I saw Yam tweeted something like the one thing Lamar will always tell you, he's the best leader he's ever been around. Kevin Calabro? <laughs> not, not oh, his name. <laughs> no.
2: I think Kevin Calabro is one of the great basketball voices ever.
0: That was a solid sometimes, you know, when the, the, the player jumps in and kind of ruins it yeah that was a perfect just like what
2: yeah it (laughs) was perfect and this is where like Calabro, who's who's like a great radio guy that's a tv broadcast but he kind of called that moment like it was radio and he it was awesome and he goes he's got 47 i love that he said he's got 47 do you know
0: the yeah the pretty special part and oracle's not really quite like this anymore but you and i experienced it when steph was that last, last Mark Jackson year, and then the first couple Steve Kerr years, it was pretty fucking awesome. Very Sacramento Kings like. Mm-hmm. I think right now they're probably the best atmosphere of Portland right now because there's this edge of what they don't have and what they want. The fucking it, it gives you chills when he hit it and you hear the crowd. I mean, oh. guy Dame did his interview like five minutes after, obviously because they bear hug. <laughs> I mean, it just it's just ape shit. Probably ten minutes after the game had ended, and he's on the court with whoever the sideline reporter is. I swear to God, there was not an empty seat. Like, because if you if you went, you're like, I don't want to leave. Mm-hmm. Like, this is this is as good. It doesn't get any better than this. It's again, being growing up, little small town NBA. SAC, I felt like that's an unreal moment for the 19th. Like, you never forget that if you if you entered that arena, especially the way you did it too being down double digits with five minutes left in the game. It's one thing if you win in the whole time and then they come back. Like, there was a point in time, like, I'm, can I just go to bed? They're not going to win this game. It, it was as legendary of a performance as I think you'll ever see in the NBA. 50. I was still so
2: ha- having missed the game and, like, watched the highlights back. I was so happy that when I found out about it via Twitter, it was as it. I thought, like, I found out, like, 30 minutes after it happened. But I got... I found out as soon as it happened. And then I because well,
0: it went to the game man, like 1020.
2: And then I, I mean, jumped on Twitter and just got to enjoy all the The whole thing was phenomenal. It was sweet.
1: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines.